0: Ladies, well, you know, you know what I'm going to say. He's not doing it. Nope. Hello, hello, hello.
1: Hello, hello. We are back for one more very special episode in 2021, babes
0: crazy. I cannot believe that this year is over. It has somehow flown by, but also been going on for 84 years. (laughs) So many years. The weird thing
1: is, like, I feel like I stopped keeping track of time well once the pandemic happened, because Mm -hmm. I'll be like, oh, like, I remember doing that last year. And
0: Phil will be like, we did that in February. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And I'm like, what? It's insane it's actually insane um man i just like zoned out just thinking about it it's yeah it's a bit much for me but a little foggy a little soggy (laughs) life is currently very foggy and soggy right now yeah but we're heading into another year i'm you know looking forward to seeing what it has in store for us i guess it is new year's eve 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 when this episode comes out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So we want to do a little a little New Year's special for you.
1: We're excited to do this movie. It was recommended. It was. Um, and I really loved it.
0: Oh, it was a joy. I watched it for the first time earlier this year. So it was really nice to give it another rewatch.
1: Yeah. So this week we're doing the 2006 New Year's slash,
0: I guess, holiday classic. Mm-hmm. Last holiday. Oh, This movie is a delight, you guys. I mean, we we talked briefly in our Chicago episode about how much we love Queen Latifah. Yeah. But this time we really get to dig in. And she's incredible. Gives an outstanding performance. I did see that
1: this movie itself wasn't rated maybe as well as it should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. But in the reviews they all laud Queen Latifah's performance because she does a really great job in this movie. Her personality, like her characterization is so nuanced um, and you can't help but root for her.
0: Oh, absolutely. She's a great protagonist to like be your guide through the story and because Mm -hmm. she's so grounded, you do feel like you're right there with her.
1: Absolutely. Um, I do want to say that there is a lot of cooking in this movie and if you want to find any of these recipes, they are on Food Network. I just typed in, like, onto Google, Last Holiday Food Network, and they all popped up.
0: Yeah, we'll definitely have that linked uh, on our Instagram story.
1: That's so smart.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this movie was based off the 1950 British film, Last Holiday. It's It bears some resemblance, but uh, I think, yeah, the lead is a man named George bird mm-hmm. if, I, if memory serves and an adaptation was initially planned uh for john candy to star in but it kept getting like put on hold and then after he passed away the project was shelved and nobody really touched it until queen latifah's agent found the script and approached the writers about a rewrite with queen latifah as the lead and thank god they mm-hmm. said yes because we got this delightful film
1: Unfortunately, it was a box office bomb. It made about $43.3 million, but it cost $45 million. But on a lighter note, it is filmed at The Pup, which is actually a hotel in Karlovy, I think it, Karlovy, very mm.
0: in the Czech Karlovy, Republic. Veri. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. And they use the same hotel for the James Bond movie Casino Royale. Yeah, I mean it is Queen Latifah with her romantic um, lead being LL Cool J. Yeah,
0: oh my gosh! It's I mean, pretty we're, awesome. <laughs> we're gonna talk about this later, but yeah, when uh, Mo was watching the movie last night, she texted me, and I had just finished maybe like ten minutes earlier, and she was like, "Sean, though, like respectful king," and I'm like, "I think that he." I mean, it's not up to me. It's up to the voters. But I think that he could win a star dazzle for Respectful King of the Year in May. Yeah. Uh, he's my personal front runner because holy shit, this man is so respectful. He goes <laughs> all the way out. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll
1: get into it later. I can't, I can't open that can of worms, <laughs> worms right now.
0: Yeah. But before we dive in, because there's much to discuss, shall we talk about our reviews for today? Absolutely. So first up, we have a review from Kay O'Connor, and in your wonderful review, you requested potentially a Taylor Swift or Olivia Rodrigo montage song. And luckily for us, there's a slight marriage between the two because Olivia Rodrigo uh, sampled, or I guess not sample, I think the proper term is like interpolated. Uh, the piano bit from the opening of New Year's Day by Taylor Swift in her song One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. So, because this is a New Year's episode, we decided to give you the montage song New Year's Day. And so this montage is taking place on New Year's Day. I think you've had, like, a wonderful, like, intimate get-together with your friends the night before where you're all, like, dressed up and you're drinking champagne or you have, like, oh, wow. a charcuterie board. It's very much, like, in the style of the New Year's party in the holiday where it's just you and, like, your best friends and you ring in the New Year together. And it's the morning after you wake up. And you're in, like, your comfy little pajama set and your friends cleaned up the night before so there's no mess. And you just have, like... Who (laughs) are your friends? Yeah, tell them to call me. Um, But they... (laughs) You you and your pals, you have, like, a little bit of... Coffee and you have some eggs and maybe you have some bagels and some mimosas and you're just cheersing to this new year, to the possibilities of what lies ahead.
1: I love how in this montage um no one is hungover no. the day after.
0: No one is hungover. Not in this movie. <laughs> Amazing.
1: The next review is for I really can't pronounce this name. It is a random smattering of letters. There yeah. is not any combination that this, you know, it is it is someone <laughs> banging on the keyboard. So You know who you are. And for your montage song, we gave you Don't Stop Movin' by S Club 7. Classic band. So good. Gotta love them. And we picked this song for you because you mentioned that you like listening to the podcast while... Well, just checking off your to-do list and I'm picturing you, you're like, okay, it's a Saturday, but guess what? I'm on my ish and I woke up early Mm. and I'm cleaning the whole house. And then, and then I'm going out. I'm having, I have plans, you know, maybe you're even, who knows, um, I have to run an errand midday. But you get up, you spring into action, you make your morning beverage of choice, you get out the Swiffer, you put on some music, maybe you play a record mm-hmm. and you just get to step in and you clean your whole apartment. And in this, I am picturing that you live in like a New York apartment where <laughs> that's physically possible. Yeah. But you just kinda like, you know, drink the juice. In my head, you're drinking a red bull, I think. But you, like, do get it done.
0: Oh, my gosh. I love it. I love it. Next up, we have a review from Kathleen all the way from Australia. And because we chatted a little in the DMs, you told us that you are a primary school teacher, one of the hardest jobs, nothing but respect and love for you. We decided to go with the amazing song. Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin. Love that. This song, ugh, full of soul. And I see this as it's Friday. You've had a long week. These children, they are testing your patience. Your every limit. Mm-hmm. And you stop on the way home. You pick up a really nice bottle of red wine. You, on the way home, order takeout. So it's there by the time you get there. You get home. You throw down your keys, you throw down your bag, change into like your favorite comfy pajamas. This is a very pajama-heavy episode for me, apparently. And you just like crack open that line, you eat your food, and you are having a full-on like karaoke session at home. You are belting along to your favorite songs,
1: and this is one of them. Ooh, I love that. Our last review is for Kat. You mentioned you loved My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Uh, amazing yeah, film.
0: As did we. <laughs> just
1: going, yes. yeah, Correct.
0: <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure we gave it a 10 out of 10, if memory serves. We gave it a yeah. really
1: good score. Yeah. Yeah. It was really just a beautiful movie. Like, I'm like, uh, I want, you know, that type of relationship. Mm-hmm. But I digress. We want to give you a rom com heavy song since that movie is such romantic comedy. Mm-hmm. We decided to go with This Will Be. By Natalie Cole. I'm I'm just gonna go, you know, all out here. I think that you've just gotten married and you are like leaving the hall or or space or whatever that you just got married in Mm -hmm. and you're like walking out and people are like blowing the bubbles and they, got, they have little like bags of Jordan almonds, everyone's cheering for you, and you get into some sort of a vintage car that's white, Ooh. and you have the driver just bring you over to the hotel you're staying in before you head over to the airport. Maybe in the montage, there's some like clips of the reception, but honestly, I feel like you're just like, we did it, we're getting out of here, like... Oh. On to the next adventure.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for the reviews, everybody. It means so much to us. We love getting to read them and getting to give you guys your little montage shout outs. So if you want one, feel free to leave us a little five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. And uh, with that being said, shall we dive in? Let's get into it. So we open up
1: to this local church choir singing they're having a rehearsal people are really like a lot of great voices in this choir just really getting into it but the choir director calls out georgia bird played by the one and only queen latifah and is like uh what's up what's up georgia you're singing very softly right now and georgia's like Oh, my gosh. Which it's so wild to see Queen Latifah play someone shy Mm -hmm. because she's such... um,
0: She's such a force.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like lights up a room. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I I thought I was like singing full voice. (laughs) And he's like, well, as a incentive to you, like, remember... Um, Senator Dillings will be here on Sunday to kick off our redevelopment program. And we get the idea that, like, Senator Dillings is just a really important guy, and they're super honored to have him come visit the church.
0: Mm-hmm. So after church, Georgia hops on the streetcar, she goes to the grocery store, she gets some things, uses some coupons, and she goes home where she runs into her neighbor Darius, who's this, like, teen Boy, teen, right? Yeah. He's probably 14. Yeah.
1: I think he's probably in middle school or yeah. early high school.
0: Yeah. This 14-year-old boy who lives next door, and she tells him to come over in 75 minutes.
1: I just want to say I did look up this recipe, and it takes about two and a half hours to make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, bold, bold. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she did it because she knows her way around the kitchen. So – yeah. Um, Georgia comes home and she starts making this beautiful dinner. She turns on um, her TV and like basically cooks along with Emeril Lagasse. (laughs) He plays a pretty big (laughs) role in this movie Mm -hmm. as her inspiration. And she makes this like gorgeous poulet, uh, chupoulet, (laughs) chupitoulet,
0: chupitoulas, chupitoulas, (laughs) chupitoulas. Chupatulas would be my guess. I think so. (laughs) Apologies if we completely butchered that.
1: (laughs) And so it's basically, um, it's something else. I'm not sure what the other thing is, but um, she makes like a roast chicken. Mm -hmm. She follows his instructions to the tea and it looks incredible. Like Mm -hmm. she uses a skillet and then she puts a skillet in the oven and like it just looks like she put her heart and soul into it and it came out beautifully. Yeah. So. She takes a picture with her digital camera and she prints out the photo and we hear Darius like at the table. He's already been served. He's like, are you going to eat too? Or like, never mind. I forgot. You never eat any of your food. And Georgia actually makes herself a lean cuisine. And she's like, no, no. Like, I only eat my lean cuisine.
0: Heartbreaking.
1: So heartbreaking because it's such a beautiful meal. Yeah. Yeah. And Darius is like, what's that book? Like, what is that? She literally, like, changed the subject. She's like, how do you like the
0: greens? I made them just the way you like it. Mm. Uh, Fun fact, Georgia actually invented food Instagrams with this movie. So true. She could have been a pioneer. Like, she would have been – I would follow her. Mm -hmm. She could have been the food influencer of my dreams, personally. But – After she puts away this little book, they eat dinner together, and Georgia accidentally spills on her pants, and she's like, damn, I just got these, and goes to clean up. And while she's cleaning up, Darius sneaks over to her little hutch and pulls out the scrapbook and sees that it's titled Possibilities. So it's like filled to the brim. She has pictures of like this fancy hotel, of all of the dishes that she's made, and also some like homemade cut out little pictures of her marrying this mystery man (laughs) aka how bold (laughs) i know right and georgia comes back in immediately snatches up the scrapbook and is like it's just possibilities it's just things that i'm interested in like don't worry about it and darius is like well who's the guy and she's like he is just an idea and darius is like well what's his name because he's like one lucky motherfucker, but she cuts him off before he finishes and is, like, about to kick him out. But then she does reveal that this mystery man is named Sean Williams and asks Darius not to say anything to anybody about it. Yes. Um. So the next day, Georgia goes to the mall where
1: she works. Or I'm actually – I think it's a mall, but she works in, like, a really large department store. Like, kind yeah. of think of a a Nordstrom's, but more like – uh. A Bloomingdale's I want to say like it's that Size yeah Georgia And her coworker Rochelle come in And they go up this escalator And they talk About Sean and They're kind of like giggling and stuff And Sean is right at the top <laughs> <laughs> And He says good morning Miss Bird And she's like good morning Mr. Matthews oh my and God. <laughs> They go to Georgia's counter Her like area that she works at And Rochelle's like you need to get out of your frumpy clothes and into something that shows off your real estate. She's like, you need to flirt with this guy. You need to get things going. Yeah, like march down there and tell him how you feel. And George is like, this is a workplace. Like Rochelle, <laughs> stop it. And Rochelle tells her to tell him what she wants for Christmas and to sit in his lap.
0: <laughs>
1: Rochelle is very bold, and George is like, no way. And Rochelle's like, "What are you worried about? Like, you're the best worker we have here. Like, they're lucky to have you." And she tells her that she's scared, and Rochelle screams <laughs> Sean's name, and then like ducks so that they that he can't see them.
0: So Miss Georgia does decide to get a little bit bold and strolls on down to barbecues where Sean works, and. uh mm-hmm. She's like, hey. And that's when Sean immediately, like, turns to his coworker sitting there and is like, hey, man, like, don't you have some light bulbs? You going to go change? Like, get the fuck out of here so I can have some alone time. And so the friend leaves. And Sean is like, oh, is there something I can help you with? And she's like, yeah, I'm just looking at this grill. And they kind of, like, talk about this grill instead of actually flirting with each other. And – uh, uh He's like, oh, aren't you on your break right now? And she's like, yeah, I actually came down here to ask you something. And like, man, brimming with excitement, he is so ready. He is so, yeah, he wants her to say something, to make a move. Absolutely. And Georgia <sighs> chickens out. And she's like, do you think I can use my store discount on this grill? And he's like, yeah, I mean, you could. Uh But, you know, I just sold you another grill. Is that something you (laughs) want to do? I just sold you another grill last week. And she's like, oh, that was a hibachi. You know, that's for traveling. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) So in love with each other. But she does end up buying this grill. Unbelievable. And gets Darius to help lug it up to her front stoop. (laughs)
1: Then the next day at the mall... Um, Georgia has a demonstration in the cookware area where she makes this amazing creole roasted duck and all these older folks are watching her make this and they're totally mesmerized. It looks like it's kind of like a regular crowd that comes and sees her do this because I don't know if anyone's ever worked at a mall who's listening, but older people really love the mall. Yeah. I remember working at the mall when I was like 18 and in the mornings, especially on weekends, like older people would come and walk at the mall, yeah, and that would be like kind of their their exercise routine and stuff. It was just a nice place for people to kind of like come and hang out,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot of nursing homes will like do like weekly trips to malls and stuff, mm-hmm. um, so that like their residents can get out and like have a little change of scenery for sure. So she offers
1: them all the meal, the little crudite or not crudités. What am I saying? Mm -hmm. Hors d'oeuvre. And then one woman in particular, she comes over and she's like, I know that sometimes pine nuts get under your bridge work. So I made you this special one without any pine nuts. And then her manager, Mr. Adamian, pulls her aside and he's like, "Um, are you bucking for general of the Salvation Army? Stop feeding the moochers. And George is like, Mr. Damien, we always have a Wednesday morning sales demonstration. He's like, yeah, that's the exact type of thinking that put our store in chapter 11. And then he talks about their CEO, Mr. Cragen. And it's like, he's trying to change the culture around here. And if you care about your future, you're going to need to get with the program. Then he hands her a magazine with Cragen on the cover. And she's like, yeah, you gave this to everyone, and he's like, "Read it again."
0: What a like wormy little snarly little nasty he's a man. Brown knows
1: her, yeah,
0: and like a freak. <laughs> Just like absolutely rancid vibes off this dude. I cannot. Oh yeah, stand him. So later on, Georgia is cleaning up after her demonstration when who comes over but Mr. Sean. And she's like, oh, hey, like, what brings you to cookware? And he's like, oh, the smell. Like, I try to resist it, but it comes down the elevator, and I, like, had to to check it out. I was like, oh, my God, it's getting steamy in cookware right now. (laughs) And he talks about how the smell triggered a memory for him, and that it smells like his mother's house. And George is like, oh, well, like, let me fix you some. So she gives him a little Christini, and he thinks it's incredible. I did read that uh, it's not actually duck because LO Cool J does not eat duck. So they mm-hmm. him something else. But she's like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to sell the cookware. And he asks, you know, where she learned to cook. Did she train in France or somewhere in Europe? And she's like, no, no. She's so flattering. I know this man. I can't get over it. He's just, like, the sweetest, and he listens and is, like, interested. Ladies. <laughs> Ladies. A man does will. not
1: listen. He no. will never
0: listen. A man will literally never listen to you a day in your life. And that's <laughs> not an exaggeration. <laughs> so freaking true. It's just <laughs> so hard for them. Mm-hmm. Just in one ear, not the other. Mm-hmm. But – um She's like, no, I never trained. I'm just, like, a home cook. I've never even been north of Mobile. And uh, she says it's a hobby. But he's like, well, do you plan to train? And she's like, well, maybe someday. And he starts to, like, work up the courage to ask her out. And he's like, hey, Georgia, like, I was thinking maybe – But then she drops her utensils, and they both bend down to pick them up. And as she gets up, just fucking nails her head on this cabinet. Yeah. Immediately passes out.
1: She goes down for sure. Mm -hmm. So Sean, being the nice man he is, literally puts her over his shoulder to bring her to the clinic at the department store. And Mr. Damien is like, oh, it's just a bump. Like, like whatever, like no, no need to do anything. And then Georgia starts coming to in the clinic and she imagines Sean blowing kisses at her while Marvin Gaye plays. (laughs) And it's so intense. And then she actually comes to when the doctor starts waving his fingers in front of her face. And he's like, yeah, I think we need to do a CAT scan. And Mr. Damien is like, um, that's a little pricey, like maybe not do that. Don't do that. And Dr. Gupta's like, well, we actually just got an MRI machine like used, but you know there could be a huge workman's comp payout if we don't follow procedure. So he's like, fine, fine, whatever. Um, Georgia goes in for her CAT scan, and then the doctor looks at her scans and is like, oh Ooh. no. So they go in for another one.
0: Yeah, but unfortunately... It's bad news. Uh, He tells Georgia that she likely has Lampington's disease. And it's rare and harmless in most cases. But. And Georgia's like, what? And Dr. Gupta is literally like shitting himself, crying, shaking in horror. (laughs) Like, (laughs) can't get the words out. So Georgia goes to see another doctor who looks at her scans and is like, yeah, these three white dots here these are tumors they're lampington's lesions and without treatment it's terminal oh my gosh off like my worst nightmare it is
1: it like is.
0: i because i used to watch a lot of gray's anatomy i haven't watched it in years but i was always Your like first mistake i was always like what if i just like have an aneurysm and die one day? or like what if i have had cancer for five years and like don't know it like Scares the shit out of me. So I stopped watching that show. (laughs) But yeah, Georgia, she's shocked because she feels totally fine. But the doctor is like, well, you actually only have like three weeks to live. Four on the outside. Insane. Insane. So then he refers her to Catherine Lenz and she's like, Oh good, is that another doctor? And he's like, No, that's your HMO.
1: There's too many medical professionals in the building. Yeah. Like she needs to go to a hospital mm-hmm. and get this checked out. Yeah. So she does go to Catherine and Catherine has the weirdest shaped head on anyone I've ever seen. <laughs> I gotta be honest.
0: I don't I don't remember it, so I, I couldn't tell okay. you.
1: But Catherine tells Georgia that they do not cover the operation she needs. And if she wants to make an appeal, she is totally allowed to. That's her legal right. And gives her these like decrepit, huge books Mm -hmm. that are like um, appeals procedures. But it's like no one who isn't experienced in law knows how to navigate that. Yeah. So Georgia's like, okay, well, like how much is the surgery if I pay myself? And Catherine. does some calculations and she's like, it's 340,000 without anesthesia.
0: The U.S. healthcare system, man, really bad. So Georgia goes home. She pops open a bottle of wine and just uh, sobs while looking through her possibility scrapbook. And she's like, I've been waiting all this time for something to happen and now I'm just gonna die. And she looks at pictures of her favorite chefs that she never got to meet and like talks about the food she never ate. She's like, I should have eaten that. I should have eaten that. (laughs) And she, you know, looks at Chef Didier at uh, the Grand Hotel Pup, as it's pronounced in this film and probably in life, I'm assuming. (laughs) But she then decides to call her sister who... Doesn't even like let her get a word in. Immediately is just like, hey, can you watch my kids while I go down to Nashville with some guy who's going to help me start my country music career? Yeah. And the sister hangs up on Georgia before she can even tell her the news.
1: Yeah, poor Georgia. The next day at work, Georgia storms in. Rochelle's like, where have you been? Mr. Damien's been looking for you. And Georgia's like, I'm taking your advice. Life is too short to be living the way I am. And Rochelle's like, I say a lot of shit. I say a lot of things. (laughs) Do not listen. Mm -hmm. So what does Georgia do? She knocks on Mr. Damien's door, who like does not answer. Yeah. So she barges in herself and tries to talk to him. And then his phone rings and he holds up a finger to her, like, hold on, and talks. And it's like, this whole time she has not been able to communicate with him like Mm -hmm. he's so so oblivious and she smashes his cell phone with her heel and he's like that phone is 400 that'll be coming out of your paycheck and she's like take it you can take the whole thing it's worth it then mr damien plays georgia the Krager philosophy which is again the ceo his like five rules for whatever becoming rich or like Ugh. how to live your life and it's total crap
0: it's like it's like fucking uh, jake paul's influencer academy Ugh. thing <laughs> scam <laughs> he
1: ran so awful yeah and then when it gets to rule three she takes the dvd out of the stereo and breaks it and throws it out and she tells Damien that she quits, and he's like, whoa, 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 hey, 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 I cannot afford to lose you. Your department has the highest profit record at the store.
0: Yeah, so she's like, hmm, well, why did you never tell me that? And he's like, well, I didn't want you to hold me up for more money, but now I'm I'm willing to pay. I'll pay more. <sighs> and he's like, you know what? I'll give you 50 more cents an hour. And she's like... Absolutely Try not. Again. Storms out and he's like, a dollar, a dollar fifty. Absolutely not. So as she leaves, who follows her? <gasps> but Sean, sweet Sean. Uh, and he's like, hey, Georgia, like I feel so bad about yesterday and I wanted to make it up to you. So I got you, t- I got us tickets uh, for the Hornets game, the New Orleans Hornets. Okay. Yeah. And he's like, the game is a couple weeks away. And I know you're a really busy woman. So I just wanted to get my bid in early. And I'm like, oh my God. And he's respectful of her schedule and of her time. And she's just like looking at him. This man has his heart in his hands. And she's like, there's nothing that I would rather do. And he starts making plans for them to go to dinner before. And he's like, I'll come pick you up. But George is like... I can't. And he's like, oh, okay. And she's like, no, it's it's not that I don't want to. I just, I can't. And he's like, okay, that's, that's fine. But you know, I already paid for the ticket and gives her her ticket and tells her to take it in case her plans change. Okay. I will
1: say I was confused why they were called the Hornets. And I thought that this whole movie took place in Charlotte, North Carolina, but the Hornets moved to North Carolina because the team that's in New Orleans now is the Pelicans. Oh. Shout out Zion Williams.
0: Yeah, that all went completely over my head. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'd love to go to New Orleans. I yeah. think it's
0: like a very cool place. Yeah, I would love to go. We tried to go once, but it was, we tried to go oh, for spring yeah. break and it was far too expensive.
1: Uh, well, maybe we can all go when travel is less precarious yeah so the next day at church the reverend does tell the congregation that the senator will not be coming today he got caught up in work blah 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 classic It's flaky 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 mm-hmm. the reverend takes a moment to pray for the senator and asks the lord to guide his hand in his important good works georgia meanwhile is just like going through it yeah she is on stage like in the choir but she starts speaking to the lord and he's she's like why why lord (laughs) and you could tell it's a pretty free form church like it's okay to to begin to like kind of go off on your thing Mm -hmm. and so everyone actually joins her and is like why Why? lord why why me (laughs) yeah why me and it goes into this kind of i don't want to call it like a dance a dance break a song (laughs) break or whatever but it does go Mm -hmm. on for like a period of time it's a really great dramatic moment i find it really funny and she has this just like contemplative moment that turns into the congregation joining in but they don't really know why and she walks out of the church she kind of gets to like the front entrance area and she starts to break down a bit And she just goes home.
0: Yeah, I think when she's kind of going off, she's like, I never lied. I never stole. I didn't sleep around, even though my sister did. Like, Yeah. (laughs) God, Queen Latifah. And people are like, amen. Yeah. She's so good. She can do anything. The range on this woman. I know. She's so talented. So that night at home, Georgia is taking her life into her own hands. And she... Buys an incredibly expensive... This is like $1,500 <laughs> in 2006. Yeah. It was a Travelocity ad, though. Oh, my God. That purchase is a Travelocity <laughs> ad. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, she buys this very expensive plane ticket to the Czech Republic. Um, she then goes to her bank and liquidates her entire IRA and the bonds that were left to her by her mother. And the banker is like... Oh, like you must be a very disciplined woman, like you have all this money, you must have like something you're trying to use it for, like an investment or something, and she's like, "Actually, I'm going to blow it all." Good
1: for her. Mm-hmm. It seems like you kind of get this idea at the beginning of the film like just from the way she lives and The coupons that she used to get like her ingredients for her meal Mm -hmm. um, and the fact that she has this retirement fund that she Mm -hmm. saved up and everything like she's a a pretty money minded person. Yeah, she's a really meticulous planner, so Mm -hmm. it's going totally against the grain for her to like buy this plane ticket and take out all of her cash and do this thing. Mm -hmm. So Georgia gets on her flight and the man in front of her keeps trying to recline his seat. And people are like totally packed in like sardines here. Yeah. We're talking, it's a pretty long flight. So it's one of those really big planes where in the middle, there are like eight people in a row. And Georgia puts up her legs so that he can stop reclining. And then he calls a stewardess over and he's like, that woman behind me is giving me a hard time. And the stewardess comes over and she's like, ma'am, I'm going to have to ask you, would you mind putting your legs down? And George is like, I very much would mind. <laughs> then another attendant comes over and he's like, is there a problem? And she's like, yes, yes, there is this greedy airline put these seats so close together just so they can make more money and people are like yeah yeah I agree like she yeah. kind of gets a following mm-hmm. and she says I am not flying all the way to Prague with some stranger in my lap and someone's like I know that's right <laughs> and I don't I think she says she's like I that's a big boy. That's a big old man right there. (laughs) I can't look at him. And this guy is like, well, had you chosen to fly first class instead of economy, you would have had plenty of room in one of our cocoons. And she says, how much is it? And he's like, "Beg beg your pardon, like, excuse me. And she's like, how much for the damn cocoon? So our girl bumps herself up. Yeah. My my money is very fucking long too. <laughs> <laughs> and she is in first class. There is an entire roast turkey. There oh, is Oh yeah,
0: cuz it's Christmas day. Yeah. They're like we decided
1: to do something special <laughs> for our first class passengers on Christmas day. There is unlimited champagne. Georgia is enjoying herself.
0: Oh yeah. So Georgia lands in the Czech Republic in Karlovy Vary. Is that how it's pronounced? I think it's Karlovy Vary or Vary. Vary. Karlovy Vary. Yeah. And she sees this humongous cab line. She's like, oh, no, this is going to take forever. She simply does not have time for that. So (laughs) she decides to take a helicopter instead so she flies over the city and lands at the hotel. Incredible. Yeah. As it's landing uh, below, this man, the congressman, is like, oh, who is that? And the bellhop is like, oh, I don't know. But the last time somebody landed by helicopter, it was Sir Elton John. So, whoever it is, big news. <laughs> Again,
1: my money is very fucking <laughs> long, too. <laughs> So Georgia gets to the hotel and just is awe, is odd, is in awe mm-hmm. of the architecture. A bellhop takes her bags and leads her to the lobby. And when he notices that she is from Louisiana, he's like, "Oh, the senator is here skiing," and she's like, "Hmm, hmm, hmm, that explains why he didn't make it to our meeting on Sunday." The bellhop is immediately like, oh, who's this lady? And Georgia goes up to the front desk to check in, but they tell her her room isn't ready. It's going to be two more hours. And she's like, "Um, excuse me. And the receptionist (laughs) is like, well, we didn't expect you for another couple of hours. And she's like, I didn't expect to take a helicopter. (laughs) So I'm going to need a different room. And she's like, well, the only thing we have is the presidential suite. And it's four thousand dollars a night. And Georgia's like, "Did you see me?" Blank. <laughs> <laughs> so the concierge comes over and welcomes Georgia. He's like, "You're gonna love the presidential suite."
0: Blah, blah, Honestly, blah. not as expensive as I would have thought. Like, obviously, it's very expensive, yeah, but yeah, I'm not sure. I would guess like seven, maybe for inflation, it'd be like seven K a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so. Yeah, she gets the presidential suite. (laughs) And then in the distance, we hear like, oh, can you sign my book? Who should be at this hotel right now? But Matthew Cragen, like the CEO of Cragen's, the place that Georgia just quit working at. Mm -hmm. And turns out he comes here every year for Christmas. So the concierge actually comes over and is like, oh, Mr. Cragen, will your wife be joining you this year? And he's like, this trip is strictly business. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. (laughs) Sure.
0: He is obviously there with his mistress. Yeah. And uh, his mistress, this woman does not have a first name in this movie. No. Which is insanity. I don't even think they refer to her by any name until the last 10 minutes of the film. So in my notes, she's referred as by mistress the whole time until the very end. But her name is Miss Burns. So I guess that's what we're calling her, Miss Burns. So Matthew tells Miss Burns to keep tabs on the congressman and the senator because he's pushing for this, like, deal to happen between them. And that's when the concierge goes back over to Georgia to her suite while the congressman comes over and invites Matthew out for a drink. So, on his way out with the congressman, he tells Miss Burns to go upstairs and put some silk on. And (laughs) gross. (laughs) As Georgia walks by, Miss Burns, she's like, oh, if it's any consolation, he's going to have a shitty fourth quarter. So true. So freaking true. Yep. So, Miss Burns grabs the bellhop and is like, who is that woman? And he's like, oh, Mrs. Bird. She's very rich from Louisiana. And she was supposed to have a meeting with the senator. So, big deal. Then, I think his
1: name is Felipe, Mm -hmm. brings up um, George's bags to her room. She tells him that she really hasn't figured out this whole money exchange rate yet. And she gives him a really big tip. She's like, is that an insanely big tip? And... He actually takes one bill and he gives the rest of it back to her. And he's like, this is much more reasonable. She walks over to the window, Felipe leaves, and she just admires the gorgeous view out of her presidential suite. Love it. And then what does she do the next day? She goes shopping, okay? She's like, I'm ready to get some fits on the montage Mm -hmm. moment of the film. You got to have one. Mm-hmm. So she goes into this fancy boutique and says, "Make me international." We get the montage to "Rich Girl" by Gwen Stefani. Queen Latifah is trying on different outfits, yes. different styles, different shoes, different accessories. Mm-hmm.
0: She has this one purple dress that she looks incredible in. Like purple is your color, one hundred percent. Yeah, and actually, purple is a royal color, Queen. Latifa, there you go. Ooh. Wow, I felt like the, the dad in My Big Crack Week Wedding, he's like, something, something, there you go. <laughs> yeah.
1: That is Greek. Yeah.
0: So that night for dinner, Georgia gets all dressed up in like the famous red dress that she wears in this movie. She goes down to the hotel restaurant. The maitre d' shows her over to her table, takes off her shawl, and we see this like, gorgeous, like, strappy, cold-shoulder gown that she's wearing. Her hair Mm -hmm. looks great. She's really feeling herself. Uh, He's like, can
1: I take your pashmina?
0: And she's like, is this old thing? (laughs) So who is sitting across the dining room but Senator Dillings from Louisiana. He is immediately smitten with Georgia. She looks amazing. How could you not? And Matthew is like, who the hell is that? Meanwhile, Georgia is like – getting super excited, kind of freaking out about getting to eat Chef DDA's food. Ah, uh, yes. So that's when Miss Burns leans over to Matthew Cragen and like relays the information she heard from the bellhop. And the congressman is like, "Oh, Cragen, you know, I heard that DDA is like a close friend of yours. Couldn't you get him to stop by our table?" And Matthew's like, oh, of course, I I suppose I could, and, like, shows off, tells, like, the concierge to make D.D.A. come say hi to them. Back at George's table, the waiter reads off the menu for tonight, and when she finds out that the specials won't be the same tomorrow night because D.D.A. never does the same menu twice, she's like, well, I guess I'll get them all. Yes. So... And gets both
1: of these orders and sees the first one from Kragan's table with all these, like, modifications, and he's, like, pissed off. And I just want to say, like, if anyone's getting their tidy whities in a bunch, like, this isn't allergy issues. This is them being like, yeah. I don't want to eat butter today. I'm, yeah. I'm watching my weight. I'm carb- I have no carbs So like it's just insane to do at such an amazing restaurant Where the chef is really treating the food as artistry
0: Yeah and it's French cuisine Like what are you expecting? Yeah You're in Europe Like it's not It's going to have a lot of butter and fat And like that's what it is If you don't like it It's not sweet green honey Yeah Stay at your fresh co Don't come all the <laughs> way out here
1: You're not in fucking Kansas anymore. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so then he gets Georgia's order, which is everything, like no substitutions, no changes. And he is delighted. He's like, I'm going to make this myself. And he is just really impressed that it's all for her.
0: Is there there an end to that? I said it like, (laughs) I said the last part already. I was
1: like... I already said that he's going to make it himself, but yeah.
0: yeah. So he goes to make it. He goes to cook. (laughs) Had me on the edge of my seat for a moment. (laughs) And that (laughs) – So back in the dining room, Senator Dillings is very impressed by how Georgia seems to have the whole place eating out of the palm of her hand as they bring all of this food over to her. We get some really great, like, close-up shots of all the dishes, and it looks incredible. It looks so good. So Matthew Cragen then stands up when he sees D.D.A. entering the dining room, but instead of going over to his table, he stops at George's. Ooh. I don't know if I said this, but, like, before the
1: congressman was like, oh, my my wife loves Chef D.D.A., could Mm. he come over and say hi to us? Yeah. And... Um, Craig was like, of course, like, yeah, I could totally make that happen. So he thinks that when he comes out, he's coming over to his table. Oh, yeah. And he's very offended that he yeah. goes over to Georgia.
0: This guy is such a fucking man child. I cannot he stand He looks him. like
1: annoying. He, I mean, he is annoying, <laughs> but he also yeah. looks like decrepit. Like he does <laughs> not. He looks like a, a little pasty man. They didn't do him any favors with that hair, I'll tell you that much. Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely not. So we cut to Georgia and Didier, and he asks her how she's finding the food. And she's like telling him about the barbecue quail they do in Louisiana. And they talk about how he made the food tonight. And she's like, Do I taste like rendered pork belly in here? And he's mm. like, oh, you have, like, a very sensitive palate. And he's like, just between you and me, it is half butter and half pork belly. And he starts making these, like, oinking noises. And he's like... <laughs> so, and she's like, oh, Chef Didier, you are crazy. Like, <laughs> you are insane. <laughs> then Matthew asks, Matthew, a.k.a. Cregan, a Senator Dillings who Georgia is, And he's like, you know, I don't know. I don't know every black person. Mm -hmm. And he's like, that's not what I meant. Like, (laughs) apparently she's also from Louisiana and she knows you. And he's like, "Um, hmm, maybe it's from like Entrepreneurs of Diversity event, but he can't think of where he knows her from.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this, but um – senator dillings is played by oh god what's his name the guy from mad men he said no from breaking bad oh
1: you're so right
0: i get those two
1: confused
0: (laughs) his name is escaping me but he plays gus fring in breaking bad and he's like one of the most bone chilling like terrifyingly calm tv villains that i've ever seen so to see him just being like like Doo, do, 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 I'm the senator and I'm just in like a happy mood all the time is <laughs> jarring to say the least. <laughs> in Breaking Bad is he like also a drug
1: dealer or is he like yeah, the principal at the school? He's okay. like a drug lord. Oh wow. He like runs this whole huge operation. That's such an opposite of this character. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cuz uh Walter White like works for him. Mm -hmm. For a while until, I don't want to spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it, until like some things happen and then courses get changed. But yeah, he's fucking terrifying in that show. Oh my God. Maybe I should start watching Breaking Bad. It's good. I didn't want to watch it for years because I thought it was a bit too much of like a dude's rock type of thing. Or just like, not a dude's rock thing, but just like every guy's like, you have to watch Breaking Bad. Yeah, for sure. And then I did because a guy was like, no, like, I promise you actually will really (laughs) like it. I was like, okay, fine. So I did watch it. And it it is very good. It is the most stressed I've ever been watching a TV show, though. Mm. It's very anxiety inducing. At least it was for me.
1: I mean, I was pretty stressed when Misha Barton went to Mexico, um, went to (laughs) Tijuana with Rachel Bilson and then passed down an alley, had to be airlifted out. Like that Mm -hmm. was
0: pretty stressful. Yeah. Oh, man. You're in for a ride with Marissa Cooper. Coop. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, But I will say,
1: guys, let us know if you want to hear an OC mini episode. Oh yeah. Please let us know.
0: I would love. I would love to do a little bonus yeah. episode on the OC. That would be very fun.
1: I am liking it from the get-go like way more than I liked One Tree Hill from the Get Go. Yeah.
0: Like, I I personally prefer the OC to One Tree Hill.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just
0: a really well-made TV show. Mm-hmm. This is the last thing I'll say and then we'll we'll go back to what we're actually talking about. <laughs> but what I really love about the OC is they strike the perfect balance between focus on the kids and on the parents. Oh, so true. But anyways, anyways, back to last holiday. So, we go back to Louisiana and we're in like the clinic at the Cragen store and Sean goes up to Dr. Gupta who is on his break, like sitting in the hallway. And he's like, hey, I need to talk to you. Georgia has been acting super weird ever since you talked to her. And she, like, completely disappeared, quit her job. Did you say something to upset her? And Dr. Gupta's like, I can't tell you anything. Like, that's illegal. Which it is. You can't. So true. Sean then (laughs) picks him up like a baby. And (laughs) is like, fucking tell me what's going on. So Dr. Gupta does give in. And he says that George is going to die very soon. Immediately distraught, Mm -hmm. of course. The woman that he has been infatuated with, I assume for a long time. Secretly loves, yeah. Yeah. Is very suddenly and very tragically going to pass away. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I would do. I I have no idea what I would do in that situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So back in the Czech Republic, Georgia isn't privy to any of this. So, sorry, I'm, like, thinking about how today people just, like, give a ring on a cell phone or, like, do, like, a FaceTime audio. like, Like, hey, you good? (laughs) Yeah. But meanwhile, Georgia is getting an amazing hot rock massage. And then they bring out this boulder, this, like, hot, (laughs) gigantic rock. And she's like, uh. But... (laughs) She gets her eyebrows waxed, some microdermabrasion, she gets this like steam beating where they like beat a bushel of leaves <laughs> on her and there's like a massage with Tibetan singing bowls and then finally she gets this spa wrap and a hot spring treatment.
0: Have you ever had like a massage like that where they use like stones or like anything? I've gotten special. a massage
1: with stones before. Mm-hmm. Have you have you gotten a no. bushel?
0: No, I've, I've not been beaten with uh with a twig. Um, no, I've just had like regular massages. I've never had anything special. I've also never had any like spa treatments like that. I don't think
1: I've gotten any spa treatments like that either. I am getting a facial though <gasps> Ooh. next week um, to prepare for my brother's wedding. So I was like, let's let's go out, let's do it, but. I will say if I have the opportunity to do the pedicure where the fish
0: eat your feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. you <laughs> would love to do that. That's everywhere in Singapore. Oh, so cool. Yeah, there's so many of those like fish foot spas there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's very normal there. Apparently, it doesn't really hurt. It just kind of like tickles a little bit. I can imagine. Yeah. And so after this whole day of luxury treatments – Georgia decides to go into this like hot spring tub. And that is where Senator Dillings sees her and swims up by her, immediately coming in hot with some flirty energy. He's like, Oh, like, did we meet at the Entrepreneurs of Diversity event? And she's like, No. I thought this was going to go south. But he really
1: just, like, is, like, just genuinely trying to flirt. I thought this was going to end it, like, horribly.
0: Oh, no. Yeah, I honestly was expecting more layered out of, like, him trying to, like, get with her. But this is really the bulk of it is, like, in this one convo.
1: I mean, they really make it more so, like, everyone wants to be around this woman. Like, she's Mm -hmm. just an amazing person to be around. Like, you feel inspired when you talk to her as opposed Mm -hmm. to, like oh, everyone's trying to, like, sleep with her and, like, we're going to, like, do this thing.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. He then asks if they met in Washington and, like, trying to guess where they could possibly know each other from. Meanwhile, who is eavesdropping but Craig and Miss Burns who are passing by. And she's like, oh, you might know me from church. And he's like, church, I didn't go last Sunday. And she's like, yeah, that's right, you didn't. And you left a lot of people really disappointed, people who voted for you. And he's like, oh, well, I'm sure you'll communicate my sincerest regrets. And she's like, I don't want anything to do with your regrets. I have my hands full with my own. Yes. Back
1: at the elevator, Cragen talks to Miss Burns. He says that he has a feeling Georgia's trouble. And Miss Burns is like, hmm, I hear ya. What if we had a S-E-X-R-N?
0: <laughs> what if we fucked in this elevator? I'm like at home
1: with my parents.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll translate for you. What if we had sex in this elevator right now? <laughs> Precisely.
1: So Georgia goes into the elevator and she like interrupts their moment. She like presses her floor and Cragen introduces himself and she says, no need. Everyone knows Matthew Cragen. The man for whom
0: enough is never enough. Ooh. Burn. So back in Cragen's hotel room, Miss Burns is taking a bath while Matthew is just like ranting about Georgia and he's like, I don't trust this woman. She could be a consumer watchdog. Like I'm the one who's paying for the senator and the congressman to stay here. And Miss Burns is just like, my guy, watchdogs don't stay in $4,000 a night hotel suites. And how about you just forget about retail empire building and come take a bath? And he's like, yeah, I'll take a fucking $500 million bath if my merger doesn't go through. This guy is so intense. He's like wound up. Mm -hmm. And he tells Miss Burns to keep her eye on the prize.
1: Cut back to Georgia having such a different experience. Mm. She is just enjoying the – coziest bed ever she's like ah ah like yawning and just like lavishing in this super comfy bed and this floor valet Gunther comes in and introduces herself and she's like oh are you the one who like put away all my clothes and she's like yes (laughs) and she's like what do you do for fun around here and Gunther's like I shine the guest shoes that they leave in the hallway like just totally (laughs) flat just here to do her job Mm -hmm. and she tells miss gunther that she wants to go snowboarding tomorrow and she wants to book more spa services and she like lists off all these things and then miss gunther is like no anti-aging services and she's (laughs) like no i'm not worried about that but i will get the colon irrigation treatment as a gift to you
0: (laughs) Think of me while you're getting it. (laughs) Yeah. So Georgia goes snowboarding. The next day, she takes a little lesson, immediately falls on her ass, but she gets right back up. She tries again. She starts going. uh, The instructor tells her to slow down, but she's out of control. She is zipping down the bunny hill and manages to get she goes herself right past. Yeah, <laughs> manages to get herself on the fucking black diamond slope goes right past Dillings and Cragen and Miss Burns and Cragen not one to be one-upped in any way because he is a very insecure <laughs> tiny little speck of a man uh decides to <laughs> Tell him. <laughs> Clearly very heated about it. Uh, he decides to zip down the slope with her. So he catches up to her, and she grabs onto him because she is not in control of this board. And he's like, let go of me. They end up, like, falling down, but they, you know, keep going down this hill. And uh, they end up going through these trees. Like, they're fully off the beaten path. They go off this jump. And they land on this fucking building where... Where Georgia manages to slide off and land on like a dinner table, and everyone like applauds. She sticks the landing perfectly. Meanwhile, Craig goes tumbling down, completely oh, yeah. eats shit. And he's like, If you see like that, you're gonna be at court for the next two years. And she's like, That's fine with me. And everyone applauds. Boom. It's amazing the the attitude that you have when you have absolutely no consequences.
1: (laughs) Yes. So true. And I think that's what like white men feel all the time. Oh my God. That's crazy.
0: That's insane. (laughs) Okay.
1: I feel like, LOL, people are like going to come for me no matter what I say. So I might as well say how I feel, but it is so true. Like, I don't know if you've ever talked to a guy who Like, about walking home at night or something. And they're just like, Yeah. Wow. I've never thought about like getting robbed Mm -hmm. walking home at night or something. I'm like,
0: Yeah. You asshole. Men are like, It's the middle of the night. I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to go for a run at like four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not trying to die. So I'm not leaving my house at four in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I digress.
1: But Mm. in the spa the next day, the masseuse is finishing up georgia's treatment and she leaves her to meditate i think she says and georgia talks to god again and says why like i want to live it has this moment and then she hears miss burns uh, um, yelling at her masseuse for massaging her too hard and the masseuse is like you have a knot in your neck like Maybe from holding phone at work. She's not Russian. I don't know why I'm doing that voice. But Miss Burns is like so mad for no reason. She's like, Well,
0: it's because she initially. Job. <laughs> it's because she initially is like, Oh, do you hold your head in a weird position at work? Like insinuating that she's giving Craig in a blowjob. And I did that's not why pick she up gets, on that. And she's like, What? And she's like, Yeah, like maybe holding the phone. And then she, that's why she gets really pissed off. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: But. Georgia overhears and she comes over and gets Miss Burns attention and is like, hey, I don't like the way you're talking to that masseuse. Like you don't talk to working people like that. It's plain to see what the problem is. You got tension in your neck because you keep going down on Mr. Cragen and he's a married man. <laughs> At least this poor lady is trying to work it out of you. Don't take it out on Brigida." And the masseuse is just like, thank you. And Georgia walks away.
0: God bless her. So Georgia goes and relaxes in this little chair in the spa when Miss Burns comes up and she's like, Is it that obvious that I'm sleeping with him? Yes. And Georgia just like looks at her. Yes, it's extremely obvious. And Miss Burns talks about how none of the other women at the company will talk to her, and she has no one to talk to about this, and she worked really hard to get here. And George is like, yeah, I know that all too well, and talks about how her sister used to see this married guy. And Miss Burns is like, well, Matthew's going to leave his wife. It's just bad timing right now, but he's going to. Sweetie. Hear, hear yourself. Ladies, Um, genuinely, a man will never leave his wife. Yeah. If you're the other woman. Like, it's just not going to happen.
1: Like, I think it is
0: possible, but I think it's so rare. Yeah. And
1: then you have to question, like, could that also happen to me? Oh, yeah. Because I'm sure his wife didn't think it would happen to her. Like, Certainly. It's just a really bad position to be in.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Georgia kind of gives her a little wake-up call, and she's like, they never leave their wives. Because they're greedy. Yeah. They want a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Exactly, and Miss Burns is like, but if I leave him, then I also lose my job, like I didn't even finish school, which is like, that reasoning doesn't make any sense to me because she's been working at this company for like probably a few years, I don't think, I feel like she would be able to get another job elsewhere.
1: Like probably a comparable one, but I can see mm-hmm. her being like, oh, this was my
0: ticket to like get promoted.
1: Right. And then, yeah. That's true,
0: yeah. Um, but George is like, well then go back to school. Problem solved. She's
1: like, let's tackle something hard, like world hunger. <laughs> yeah. Eats the cucumber off her eye. <laughs> so we cut back to Cragen, and he asks Miss um, Burns why George is here. And she's like, she's literally just enjoying herself.
0: Yeah, let this woman fucking live. Like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> for the next two weeks. Yeah. Then Cragen starts rambling on about how it- this deal is crumbling, and um, she asks what that has to do with Georgia. And she says that Georgia did mention that she was in retail and that she knows he's going to have a shitty fourth quarter. So maybe she's a Walmart executive. And he's like, "That there, there it is. She's here to drive a wedge between me and the politicians. And Cragen's like, I just need to relax and starts to come on to Miss Burns. And she's like, why don't you take a cold plunge?
0: so back in new orleans sean goes over to georgia's house to see her when darius sees him and recognizes him as like the possibilities man from her book and ends up bringing the book out to him to show him and he sees these photos that georgia has made of them together and i think i would probably be a little freaked out if i saw that even if i liked the guy I would still be kind of like, ooh, if they had made, if they'd cut out our heads and put them on, like, wedding photos. I feel like I hear you, but I think that
1: in this case, it is a little over the top, but the book is filled with, like, hotels and, like, cooking classes and food. So it's not like the entire book is that one thing. Yeah, yeah. So I think I could. It's not like a shrine. Yeah, yeah. It's more of like a scrapbook.
0: Yeah, yeah. It would it it would give me pause. But if I really liked the guy, might be able to overlook it. It's it's hard to say. It, yeah. it, it's it,
1: but you know I want to say at least from what I'm seeing in the movie, it's like one page of like it's like future husband. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then and then we turn the page and
0: oh, a beautiful chicken oh. that I made. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah (laughs) Um but yeah Sean Seems to be pretty cool with it he's just like Do you know where Georgia went And Darius is like oh she said she went Somewhere with like healing waters And Sean is like it's really Important that you remember like come on man So they look through the book And you know find The brochure for the hotel Yeah
1: I think Darius is like Calamari Vari and he's like Karlovi Vari Yeah (laughs) Back in the Czech Republic, um, Georgia goes into the dining room and runs into Senator Dillings, who invites her to join their table for dinner. But I think, I don't know if it's the concierge or the maitre d' comes up to Georgia and says that Chef Didier has reserved a special table for her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, well, why don't y'all join me? Like at my cool table that didier reserved for me yeah so everyone joins except for craigan
0: fucking little
1: baby sulking in the corner so annoying eventually he does join them and george is like oh like craigan like pull up a chair and so he pulls up a chair like from another table how embarrassing and yeah. <laughs> ask them to like scoot over and D.D.A. comes over, he says he's prepared a special menu just for her, but <sighs> he will make no substitutions. Looks at everyone else at the table. Yeah. No substitutions. He and said, like, I'm
0: putting butter on butter on butter on fucking butter tonight. <laughs> Indeed. And guess what? Everyone loves it. Yep. As they should. And after they finish their meal... Matthew starts asking Georgia about her retail background. You know, obviously she's done very well for herself. And she's like, oh, you know, I just clipped a lot of coupons. And he's like, oh, coupon, like, you mean bonds? And she's like, yeah, actually, I sold them all. Sold all my bonds. Ooh. And the congressman is like, oh, my God, like, I would love to hear your thoughts on the market. <laughs> and George is like, ah, uh, the future's too depressing to think about. So the congressman starts asking about her plans for tomorrow because he wants to, you know, spend time with her, pick her brain. But Matthew is like, I already made arrangements for our entire group to go to this, like, the Moser, the Moser, Mose, I don't know, glass factory tomorrow. Nobody is excited about mm-hmm. it. it. Sounds like a snooze. But George is like, well, actually, to answer <laughs> your like question, parents
1: would love to go there. <laughs>
0: yeah. George is like, well, to answer your question. I'm going base jumping tomorrow. And they're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. So they all decide that they're going to go along and watch, except for guess who, Matthew Cragen, who's like, yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to jump too. I'm going to base jump too. He sounds unwell. This man is insufferable. Like, I haven't been this enraged by a character in, like, quite some time, where I just, yeah. like, the thought of spending m- more than five seconds around this man – makes me feel ill he just seems insufferable he's doing too much yeah yeah so
1: base jumping (laughs) base jumping um i think we were talking about this off mic i asked christina if she's ever gone what do they call it skydiving Mm -hmm. you said no no i have not i have gone bungee jumping once Mm -hmm. and It was pretty scary. I'm not gonna lie, (laughs) but like it happened so quickly that it's like was it like
0: off a bridge or something?
1: Yeah. So I was in Ecuador and there was a bridge, but you you walk out onto a plank Mm -hmm. and then you literally just tip forward, like how when she was on the ledge of the dam, she just had to like let herself fall. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the same thing, which was like. The scariest part, just, yeah. like, letting yourself fall off the ledge. Oh, yeah. But the girl goes base jumping, which it looks way scarier than what I did, because this is a really deep yeah. dam. Like, yeah. what is that dam um, in, like, Nevada? I'm asking the wrong person. The Hoover Dam. <laughs> oh, the Hoover like, Dam. The Grand Canyon? That can't be right. <laughs> also in Nevada. But, mm. yeah, so it's very... Gigantic. And at the dam, Cragen and Georgia, they're all in their suits. The instructor warns them that they do not want to pick up the wind current. Otherwise, they will smash (laughs) into the dam and they've lost people before. Christ. He's like, I just want to remind you, we've lost people before. So, Cragen tells Georgia, you know, ladies first. And Georgia is afraid at first, but she falls and she pulls her shoe and the jump is perfect. Um, She lands in the snow. It's like an amazing experience. And then it's Kragan's turn. Mm -hmm. But he is too chicken shit. And he says, like, you know, I know a little bit about base jumping and my, like, rigging isn't connected to my shoe. And that's that's going to kill me. So I can't go. And he <laughs> screams over to the politicians and Miss Burns. And he's like, the rigging isn't connected. It's not connected.
0: God. Insufferable. So mm-hmm. back in the kitchen, the whole staff is just talking about how amazing Georgia is. Like, she's the most amazing person to ever come to the hotel. Except for Miss Gunther, who tells them that she thinks that Georgia is a phony and a fraud. But uh, Felipe the bellhop tells uh, Miss Gunther to look what eating sauerkraut has done to her heart. And that's when Matthew Cragen comes into the kitchen and goes up to Miss Gunther and actually pays her to go snooping around Georgia's room, get some intel for him. Mm Mm-hmm. So what does
1: Georgia do but go to the market with Chef Didier, like arm in arm in this farmer's market? Just besties. Yeah. Quick, quick old time friends. And he talks about how this prince is coming to host a charity dinner and he requested um, his venison roast. Didier talks about how a lot of the rich guests are just all alike and- there are people like Cragen, but he and Georgia know the secret to life. And she's like, What's that? And he's like,
0: Butter. So true, Bestie. Yeah. <laughs> so Georgia ends up going for a walk by herself and she watches it snow, kind of takes in the sights. It's a it's a reflective moment. She's contemplating. Mm-hmm. And she heads back to the hotel where she runs into like Dillings and everybody. And they're like, Oh, Georgia, you have to come and join us for the charity event tonight. And she's like, No, I'm exhausted. But they beg and beg. And they're like, Come on, you can't miss Smokey Robinson, who is performing for some reason. Yeah. And she's like, (laughs) She's like, Okay, I guess I'll be there.
1: So in her hotel room, she writes this letter. Basically, if she passes away, here's some money for my burial. The hornet's ticket is, like, on her desk. And she just says, like, I want to be cremated. I've spent my whole life in a box. I don't want to be buried in one.
0: (sighs) Heartbreaking.
1: Meanwhile, Sean is taking a flight to the Czech Republic. And the captain says that they're going to experience some turbulence. So, like, buckle your seatbelts. And the kid next to him is like, are you afraid of flying? And he's like, do I look afraid? Man's out here sweating.
0: Yeah, absolutely dripping.
1: He's breathing heavy. He's looking like me on a plane right now. (laughs) And the kid is like, I used to be scared too, but coloring helps. And I'm
0: like, you're so nice. Yeah. What a sweet little kid. But meanwhile, at the charity event, it's like a casino night thing. And Georgia and the group are playing roulette, and the congressman is like, whatever you get, you got to give me some, because she is, like, winning, winning, winning. Hot, 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 money, 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 <laughs> money, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> got to complete the trifecta. I'm just a baby. I don't have any money. Okay, we got them all. Perfect. <laughs> so Georgia puts all of her chips on. On number 17. And Miss Burns is like. That's a lot of money. And she's like. Yeah it is. Did I blink? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So they all add their chips on to number 17. And of course. The dice lands on 17 black. So they all win. Except for Kraken. So for the next round. Georgia goes again. Number 17. And Dillings is like. Isn't that kind of risky? And she's like. Well, they call it gambling and not crocheting. So once again, Boom. <laughs> everybody except for Kragan puts it on 17 black and guess fucking what? It lands on 17 black again. So it's the third time. And she's about to go for 17 again. And everyone's like, this is insane. You got to switch it up. She's like. 17 again. Not this hack up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Inspired by this moment. Yeah. So she's like, you know what? I'll switch it up. So she moves over to number 13 because that's her. Like she's born on the 13th. But then she's like, well, no, I should do the 11th because uh, I was 11 when I lost my mother. And then she was like, you know what? But my mother was born on the 17th. <laughs> <laughs> so they all go back to 17 black. Cragen still refusing to engage. Once again, bets red. And guess what? It's fucking 17 black. They win again. Boom. Get effed. Yeah. Mother effort. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Georgia like looks up to God and is like, oh, great. Like. Now you've changed my luck. So she decides to cash out. And this woman has won herself 100,000 doll hairs. <laughs> which, considering how much she is spending on this vacation, pretty insane. She basically covered her vacation. Yeah. Which I'm like,
1: it's is good that you have a little put away, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, so then they go to the concert Smoky Robinson. In the tiniest cameo in the world, there's one yeah. shot of him. <laughs> that should be illegal now. Yeah. But while the concert's happening, George is like very introspective, just really present, like very much mm-hmm. absorbing the moment, which is, yeah. you know, something I wish that I could do mm-hmm. more often. Yeah. But back in her hotel room, Günther is snooping snooping like a little like <laughs> detective dog. Mm. She sees this card in George's wallet for Cragen's department store that says she's a sales associate in cookware. And she's like, oh, your new friends will probably not be so impressed when they know the truth. Then Gunther sees George's letter about her burial and feels awful for being such a jerk this whole time.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So outside, Georgia is getting some fresh air when Senator Dillings comes out, and he's like, you know, you were so amazing tonight. I can't believe that we never bumped into each other back home. And she's like, well, yeah, that's because you're never there. Ooh. Yeah. She doesn't hold any punches with this man. I love it. Yeah. But she's not mean. She's just honest. Yeah, totally. And he's like, well, you should come visit me in Washington sometime. But George is like, I don't know. I can't get past that big flashing for sale sign on your forehead. Fire scathing. (laughs) And she asks what he's doing here with Cragen. Seems like you should be helping your own people. And he's like, well, unless I get the support from generous people like Matthew, I'm not going to get reelected. And then I can't help the people back home. It's a political reality. And she's like. Well, I only have time for reality realities and walks away. Yep. Think about that. Yeah. Dilling
1: is the people who elected you. Yes. Something a lot of politicians could consider more.
0: Yes, I agree.
1: Back in her room, Georgia gets ready for bed when Miss Gunther comes in suddenly being very nice to her. And she talks about how George is always so kind and calls her a woman of distinction and courage. Then she goes in for a hug out of the blue. And George is like, are you trying to make a pass to me? Because I really can't handle that right now. And she's like, no, I read the letter. Like, I'm so sorry. And George is like, I'm honestly kind of relieved that I have someone I can be honest with.
0: It's pretty insane that, like, she has not told a single person. Yeah. The only person that knows is Dr. Gupta. Mm Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty
1: amazing the choice that she just makes when she buys that plane ticket. Yeah. She's like, no holds bars. Like, I am just going to live for the first time ever. Like, yeah. Be completely free, which is something I wish we all could do more of. But also, Mm -hmm. like, I wish we all had the opportunity to do. Like, yeah, I feel like when I got to go to Europe in college, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God, like, this is such an amazing experience. Like, I've never seen a place like this before. And like getting to take all of that in like traveling really does open up your mind so much.
0: Yeah. If you if you were in this situation where you had, you know. Only a couple weeks, one last trip to take. Where are you going? Oh, my God. It's so hard
1: because I am so afraid of flying. Mm -hmm. But if I only had a couple weeks to live, I was actually just talking to Phil uh, about where I'd like to go. And I would really like to, I think it's like Southeast Asia. That's like Pakistan. And I really, this isn't, quite in the same area, but I'd also really like to go to Ethiopia. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love France. Like I loved being in Paris, but I think I just want to see something new and I love like Ethiopian food is so good. Mm. And yeah, I've never been to Asia before. Yeah. So
0: yeah. And I mean, once you're in Asia, it's super easy to travel around to different, like in Southeast Asia, in Southeast Asia specifically. You would have to fly a little bit, but the flights are very short, mm-hmm. so, you know, it would be doable. What about you? Um, Gosh. I don't know. I, like, do I want to go somewhere I've never been before, or do I want to go and die in Italy Ooh, and just, like, eat amazing food, drink amazing wine, mm-hmm. enjoy it, enjoy some time in Italy, maybe, like have some time in rome florence maybe go to like i've never been to tuscany i would like to go to tuscany um that could be an option if not maybe i would go to cambodia because i love it but i've also been there before i guess okay if i was going somewhere i've never been before have you been to italy before yeah have you been to australia (laughs) i have yeah (laughs) oh really yeah i've been a few times um Gosh. I mean, I would like to go back to Japan at some point in my lifetime, but I don't know if I want to like Oh, I've heard Japan is like amazing. Yeah. Just so cool. Yeah, because I wasn't there for that long and I didn't get to go to Tokyo, which I really want to see. But I don't know if I would want to do mm-hmm. that on like my death Your trip. Death you know? Yeah. Maybe maybe Spain. I've never been to Spain. I've always really wanted to go. <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. We should do like when we're,
1: you know, older and more established. Like mm-hmm. a girl's trip to Italy or, or Italy, to Europe or something like oh, that. Oh, I would
0: love. I would love to do that.
1: I only went to Spain for two days, but it was gorgeous. Like it was gorgeous to go to the beach on the mm-hmm. Mediterranean. Just so beautiful. The fresh food. Yeah. Like uh, just so, so me. I kept trying to use my Spanish and like <laughs> so bad at it. But yeah, yeah, I really loved it there. I would say that if we're. Going off of vibes only, I would go to France. I would go mm-hmm. to, yeah, Paris and go around. Like, because it's like Paris and then I can't remember if it's like a province in Paris or if it's like, you know, separate, like mm-hmm. Monmar. Yeah. Is that still in Paris? I think it's it just, I think it? it
0: might be just outside.
1: Yeah. Because like, Paris, but also the surrounding yeah. areas are, like, there are so many art museums. The food is incredible. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to go to, like, Versailles, it's, like, an hour yeah. train ride or something. But it's, like, there's so much history and art and food. And, like, I, it was, yeah, just mm-hmm. one of the most amazing places I've ever been.
0: I would love to go back to France. I haven't been in years. That would be fun. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Such a heavy question. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Hopefully we, hopefully we don't have to, you know, be dying for these trips to happen. <laughs> Make yeah.
1: those tough decisions. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But anyways, uh, back, back with Georgia.
1: Yes. So she thinks – she didn't thank her, but she's like, it is nice to be able to talk about this with someone. And Gunther says, I will be with you till the very end. So she offers <gasps> to keep Georgia company until she passes away. And Georgia's like, I don't know if I want to be here till the very end. And Miss Gunther asks why she's here with these terrible people instead of the people that she loves. Yeah. And George is like, so freaking true. And lately, I've been thinking about one person in particular.
0: And I think it's time to go home and find him. (sighs) And where is he? (sighs) Sean is out here kissing the tarmac because he has landed in the Czech Republic, you guys. Mm -hmm. He hops in a cab. Sees the Hollywood sign. Yeah, off to LAX. Uh, so <laughs> he hops in the cab to the hotel while Georgia is taking a car to the airport. And I just want to point out the amazing outfit that she's wearing. She's wearing like all white with this like furry yeah. like hat. It's very like wealthy Eastern European and I love it. Um, but they both end up on opposite sides of the road – On other sides of this freaking avalanche. Yes. An avalanche has blocked (laughs)
1: off the road.
0: Yeah. So Georgia has to head back to the
1: hotel. Kragen asks Gunther if she found anything. And Gunther's like, no. Kragen asks what Georgia does. And she's like, well, you should know. She works for you. And he tries to ask her for details. But Gunther's like, no. That's all I know, and that's all I'm telling, and gives Craigan his tip back.
0: Meanwhile, back on the road, they're, like, starting to clear off the snow from this insane avalanche, but, you know, it's going to take a while. And the taxi driver's like, all right, we're going back down the mountain because I'd rather spend the night with my wife, as it is New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah. But Sean is like, you know what? I'm going to grab my bag, pays the driver, and decides to head to the hotel on foot. Ladies. Wow. Well, you know, you know what I'm going to say. He's not doing it. Nope. He said, He's going to say, can I stay over with you and your wife? Yeah. He's like, can I sleep in the back of your cab? Because I'm not walking. That's for sure. <laughs> that's for damn sure. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the hotel, Cragen ends up calling, I don't know, HR or something. And finds <laughs> out that Georgia was one of his employees, and she worked in cookware in the New Orleans store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Cut to the kitchen where DDA is preparing dinner. He's he's kind of pissed off already. It's very chaotic. Georgia comes in, and she's like, I heard that you were short-staffed because of the avalanche. I'm happy to help. And DDA tells her that it would be an honor. So they end up cooking together, And there's this like lovely moment Mm. where she tries this vegetable that's being sauteed. And she's like, what is this? And he's like, that is a baby turnip. And she's like, no way. And he's like, life is easy if you're a a truffle or a shiitake mushroom, but the turnip is to be loved because she's a self-made woman of vegetables. (laughs) All the others you can only destroy with cooking, but the turnip gets better it's not how you start but how you finish it's like it's so inspirational for no reason and Mm -hmm. dda talks about how happy he was to see her appetite for food and life and georgia realizes that he knows about her ailment Mm -hmm. and she's like does anyone else know and he says no i'm not gonna say anything and they just agree to cook, and we get this little cooking montage. Ugh,
0: I love a good food metaphor. Mm-hmm. Not to be too punny, but food—it's ripe for metaphors. <laughs> um, but I'm actually—I'm actually having my first ever turnip on on Saturday or on Christmas Day. I've never had a turnip before.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah. So cool. i'll I'll report back. I'm sure everyone's on the edge of their seats of uh, about my opinion <laughs> on turnips. But anyways, it's New Year's Eve. It's the fancy party. Everyone is like dancing, drinking champagne. They're all dressed up. And DDA brings Georgia out. They're both still in their chef coats. and he introduces her to the crowd and thanks her for helping with the delicious menu tonight. And everyone applauds for her.
1: Uh-uh. Georgia goes back to her room to get dressed for dinner and talks to herself in the mirror. She tells herself, you have been very lucky. You didn't get everything you wanted. Next time, we'll do things different. We'll laugh more. We'll love more. We'll see the world. We just won't be so afraid. Happy New Year.
0: This part got me, dude. Yeah. yeah. I agree.
1: I agree. I was like, I need to like <laughs> get that tattooed or something like yeah. it's just such a prescient reminder that life is fleeting and mm-hmm. time is fleeting and you just need to laugh. You need to experience joy. You need to feel in the present moment.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I, I really like that it's it's not framed in the traditional like scrooge way of like oh I didn't appreciate what I had because I was negative or because I was like oh whatever I don't have time for that it's because she was afraid and I think that that's a much more common yeah and she was like mm -hmm. working
1: and just like
0: yeah I think it's much more common for people to be afraid to take chances rather than like being negative about joy and yeah We can all, I think, learn a lot from this film um, about how important it is to take chances. And while for uh, most of us, it's not going to be, you know, taking these very, very expensive trips to and like having these kind of insane once in a lifetime experiences. But just opening yourself up to things that will make you happy, even if they are scary and also enjoying those small little pleasures in life, because that's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah, or even taking,
1: like, a small risk, like, starting your own business or, mm-hmm. you know, investing in your time in something that you love to do to yeah. make it a bigger part of your life. Like, you kind of just, yeah, I mean, that that's one of the things that scares me the most is, like, you know, I get older. It's, like, I don't want to wake up one day and be, like, I just worked at this company for six years and, like, yeah. what do I have to show for it or mm-hmm. – Oh, I feel like I put so much work into this thing and I just went from day to day. But what do I have that made my life richer when yeah. I was doing that for someone else? Like, mm-hmm.
0: ugh. yeah. And if you, listener, if you're in love with somebody, if you have some, some, feelings you've been harboring Ooh. maybe this is your sign this is me telling maybe you this
1: is your sign so yeah. maybe
0: tell them how you feel or put yourself out there because you never know and and even if they say no then you know then you know and you can move on and find the next person whoever that may be mm-hmm. but yeah i think we should all take more chances in 2022 we're going to shoot our shots in 2022.
1: I agree completely. I I need to sit down and set some goals. I think, yeah. I think this year has to be the year we've been quarantined too much. We've had mm-hmm. to adjust our lives. And, you know, it's the time. The time is here.
0: Exactly. So back in Louisiana, Dr. Gupta is having a time. He's having a time and a half. And <laughs> – he decides to give himself a CAT scan. He looks at his charts. He whole or his – not his charts, his scans. He looks at Georgia's mm-hmm. and the scans for, like, another patient and realizes that they all have the same, like, white spots in the exact same spot. And even if they all had Lampington's disease, there's no way that they would all have the exact same tumor. Obviously, it's, like, <laughs> the fucking CAT scan machine that – Kragen's company was too cheap to get a new one that they got this used one that is fucking broken so miss georgia is not in fact dying and does not have tumors but she is about to be a broke bitch true (laughs) true so he rushes over to her house to tell her but of course she's not home but luckily darius is and gives him the lowdown
1: back at the poop Kragen makes a toast to georgia And he starts to talk about, you know, who Georgia is and tells everyone that Georgia is actually a sales associate in the cookware department at one of his stores, who I cannot believe he discloses her salary, Mm -hmm. but says makes $29,000 a year.
0: Also, you're telling on yourself like that? You're like, yeah, this is how little I pay my employees.
1: Really awful. Yeah. So Georgia tells the table that that is true. And DDA comes up to her and says, like, you don't know these people an explanation, but she continues and tells everyone that she didn't come here to give them the wrong impression. She came here to blow every cent of her money because she is dying and she has about three weeks to live. It's all right. Yeah. See, I had that same reaction when I found out, when I found out, da-da-da, I only had three weeks to live. <laughs> I mean, I tried to keep it to myself for this exact reason. It's a party killer, isn't it? But I did land on that mountaintop and I ended up on the cover of a ski magazine. Don't feel sorry for me, baby. Never in my life did I think I would end up in such a beautiful place doing so many incredible things. So I'm sorry if I was maybe a little too honest with you, but I wasted too much of my life being quiet. I was afraid, I guess. You know how it is. You keep your head down and you hustle and hustle. Then you look up one day and wonder, how did I even get here? See, some of these things we care about a lot are pretty worthless. So I hope I haven't spoiled your evening. And it's truly been my pleasure. Happy New Year. And I'm like, You did land on that mountaintop. Yeah. You did end up on a ski magazine. Like, she had so many amazing experiences. There's Mm. nothing she needs to be ashamed about, and she doesn't care. Yeah. She simply doesn't care.
0: And, like, everybody has been wowed by her and gravitated towards her this whole time because she was just being herself. Yeah. She was – like she said, she wasn't pretending to be anyone. She was just being herself minus the fear. Mm -hmm. So Dillings – Gives her little cheers before she walks away. And the congressman's wife, who has not said a word this whole movie, turns over to Kragen and calls him an asshole. And the congressman, Dillings, and Burns, they all leave Kragen. Cragen stops Miss Burns and is like, Where are you going? And she's like, Well, first I'm going to find Georgia. And then I'm gonna go back to school and get my business degree. And then when your wife finally divorces you and asks for half of everything, I'll make sure to help her figure out exactly how much that should be. Boom. Boom. Walks off. (laughs) (laughs) Get fucked. (laughs) So, Cragen, the man baby himself, is left alone at his table drinking everybody's champagne as everyone else at the party rings in the new year. Boo. Boo to you, Kragen. Get fucked. (laughs) So a fax comes
1: in from Dr. Gupta's office explaining that the MRI machine is broken and Georgia does not have lamping tins and she's not dying. But the receptionist inspired by Georgia (laughs) is staring at the ceiling pretty much in tears. Yeah. She misses the fax.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Miss Burns goes to Georgia's room. And starts to say that she's sorry and tells her that she left Matthew. And she's going to the airport. George is like, how are you going to get to the airport? There's a freaking avalanche. And she's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, what are you talking about? And that's when the bellhop, Felipe, runs up. And he's like, something horrible has happened. And Miss Burns is like, oh, what? Matthew Gregan's jumped out the window. And he's like, pity, but not yet. He's still on the ledge. They're like, what? And they rush upstairs. So, Georgia...
1: Being the type of person that she is, after being basically trashed by Kragen, actually mm-hmm. climbs out the window and tries to talk him off the ledge. So she sits down next to him and he's like, You don't have to be nice. I know I'm a jerk. Georgia and Matthew like wave down to the crowd. I don't actually don't remember that.
0: Oh, yeah. There's like a whole crowd of people that have formed. Yeah. And they're just like, hey. And George is like, happy new year.
1: Oh, shit. Yes. Okay. And he's like, "Uh, they all want me to jump. And Miss Burns shows up and she's like, Matthew, get inside. You're too afraid to even do base jumping. Like, you're not going to jump off this ledge. And George is like, relax. The man is out here. How about we don't do this right now? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And George is like, you know you're really starting to piss me off, and tosses his champagne bottle down off the building. Yeah. She tells him that he has all the time and money in the world to turn things around, so he needs to stop whining and get with it.
0: So she then tells him that he should get his pasty face off the cover of his magazine every month true and he's just like I can't believe I had someone like you working for me all this time and she's like well I had other plans like opening up my own restaurant bistro style and having a husband and a family and then he asks if she has a boyfriend and she's like well I wouldn't call him that but he works for your company and his name is Sean and then then We
1: hear Sean yell for Georgia. He's finally made it to the hotel. And Georgia thinks that she's hallucinating because of her tumor. But Matthew's like, no, someone's calling your name. (laughs) And who is it but Sean walking into the hotel? She's like, Sean, what? And he's like, I'm coming up. So Felipe helps him into the elevator Meanwhile, Miss Gunther asks the receptionist for the arrivals list for tomorrow. Then Miss Gunther finds the fax from Dr. Gupta 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 on the ground and celebrates. She like screams of happiness.
0: Yeah. Oh, so good. So then back on the ledge, Sean finally gets up there and she's like, "What are you doing here?" And he's like, I heard about your disease and I quit my job. Ah.
1: Yeah. Ladies, if a man has done this for you, please tell us. Give us the story. Email us. Yeah. Give us the – oh, my God. For – I'm thinking of ideas. Okay. (laughs) For Rom-Com February, we should do a love line (gasps) where
0: people can write to us stories or ask for advice. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. If you're interested in that, please let us know because we will do it. You could even send in like a little voice, like a sound bite, a little oh, voice yeah. memo. We could play it in the episode. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. That would be so fun. Oh, I'd love that. A little bonus episode. A, a bonus episode. Oh, my gosh. Who's she? Yeah. Um. But, yes, back in in this other world where romantic gestures are happening – Sean says that he didn't have a reason to be at the store anymore after she quit, and it just seemed like there should be more possibilities in life. And she's like, oh, God, you read my fucking possibilities binder. I'm horrified. But Sean says that he should have told her a long time ago that he has feelings for her, and he wants to be with her, whether it's for five minutes on this ledge or 50 years. (sighs) Ladies, you know it. You know it. Oh, that's so sweet. I know.
1: So Georgia goes on and has a rap sesh with her friend God again. <laughs> and she's like, why, God? Why did you send him here when you know I have to die? And then Miss Gunther comes out of nowhere and tells Georgia that she was mis- that- that it'd Tells Georgia that she was misdiagnosed. And she's going to live. And everyone cheers. Everyone celebrates. Georgia tells Sean that she hopes that this news doesn't make him want to rethink that statement. And he climbs over to her and he's like, five minutes, 50 years, 100 years, a million years, my whole life.
0: Oh, my God. And they
1: share a kiss. (laughs) Finally. Everyone cheers. They applaud. And finally get off the freaking ledge and Cragen's like i'm gonna make a lot of changes in my life and georgia just keeps talking to god she's like thank you (laughs) like etc you
0: really had me going for a minute there (laughs) yeah (laughs) so the next thing we know we go back to louisiana georgia is making i think she's making like gumbo or something she puts crawfish in there i know that yeah i'm not
1: I'm not well enough first, but that sounds right.
0: (laughs) It looks like a big stew and it's brown. Certainly. And that is what I think gumbo looks like. But I also have never had gumbo, so I don't know. But she is in the kitchen. She offers Chef Didier a taste. He's there too. And... He's like, oh, no, like, I'm not working. I'm, on, I'm here on holiday. <laughs> so she then pours a lot of wine into the pot, and a waiter comes over and tells Georgia and Sean, who's there too, that it's crazy outside. Everyone's arriving. And DDA is like, yeah, go see your friends. I'll take care of the rest. So Sean and Georgia go to greet everybody. It's the grand opening of their restaurant, yes. Georgia's Joint. Doctor Gupta comes. He tells them that uh, he quit his job. He's like shaking their hands, like
1: I quit my job. I quit my yeah. job. He goes up to his, like I quit my job, and George is like,
0: "You never should have had that job." Yeah, absolutely. Um, but like all their friends come, and then who else comes? The mayor, and then fucking Emeril himself shows Emeril up.
1: Emeril Lagasse, bam. <laughs> Show up
0: he said bam i'm here
1: happy opening he actually doesn't say bam yeah in the movie at all yeah i don't even know if he says it on tv when he's on that show
0: i wonder this this sounds i'm fully making this up but i wonder if like it costs too much to get him <laughs> to say bam on camera can we start that rumor <laughs> can we put that in yeah. the imdb <laughs> Emeril refused to say the word BAM throughout all of his appearances in the film because uh, he has a million-dollar BAM clause in his contract. (laughs) But, you know, he congratulates Georgia and Sean and goes inside. So Sean hugs Georgia and tells her that he loves her. She looks up at the sky and they have a little embrace as it fades to black.
1: Uh, and then we have a cute little end credits oh, I love moment. a little
0: credits wrap up. Where are they I now? I
1: agree. I agree. Where did it all go, you know? Mm-hmm. So in the end credits scene, we see her book of possibilities. But over possibilities, Georgia has put a sticker that says, realities. And Miss Burns has a job at the poop. And it's like a picture of her with the bush that we're yeah, just um, getting beat at. Yeah. And Gunther now has a private detective service. Mm. DDA and Emeril have a collab, I guess. <laughs> like, the way that they picture him, like, are they married? Like, yeah. I'm confused here. Oh, maybe leave that up to the imagination. Who knows? Yeah. Mr. Adamian was killed <laughs> in a car accident.
0: I can't believe that they just shoved that in there like super I dark. I also
1: can't <laughs> believe that. Dr. Gupta is a monk now, and so is Kragen. Yeah. Kragen is also a monk now. Mm-hmm. And Sean and Georgia got married while skydiving.
0: Wow. And that is last holiday. That is her. Ah. Uh,
1: I really enjoyed this movie.
0: Yeah, it's so delightful. I like can't believe that I didn't watch it before this year. Mm-hmm. But it's such a good time and it also tugs at the heartstrings and I think, you know, makes you think, makes you contemplate your own life, choices and what you're doing, but not in like a scary way, in like a digestible way. And Queen Latifah Yeah. is incredible. She is so grounded and present in her whole performance. It really does feel like she is inviting you to go on this journey with her.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate the depth of her character. It feels very realistic. And I'm sure, I think that she was like older mm-hmm. than us oh, when yeah. she did this role. Like maybe, yeah. But um, it was. it's definitely like, yeah, a lot of women have like, or anyone, just could be anyone, have hobbies, like something you love, but you're stuck in your day job. It feels like you're just going to work you're coming home, you're doing your obligations and like that's it. It feels like like a... Monotonous, yeah. Yeah, monotonous, just like whatever. So it was just super refreshing to see like the life of someone who's realistic kind of taking their dreams and their desires into their own hands. Like it wasn't as if she just chose a random place on a map and was like, I'm going to go there. Like she had always wanted to go to this place and try Chef DDA's food. And I feel like a lot of what we see now when there's like, um a plot where this person, like, I feel like Emily in Paris is probably like this where it's like, I'm like a normal girl, but like, I'm gonna go do wow, this like in sensationalizing it in a way that does not feel relatable mm-hmm. or, there's a lot of things where it's like, oh, I'm gonna go off to this like retreat and like do yoga and like I'm gonna feel like a new person and I'm gonna become a vegan and I'm gonna like like where it's so yeah. outlandish that it's like no one's gonna do that
0: yeah it um it's it's I really love that they had the the undercurrent of her passion for cooking layered throughout yeah. um, I think that that was like a really great device and I loved getting to see her journey with like experiencing all these things that she had only dreamed about because like it made me think about like my hobbies that I have that maybe I would want to like take to the next level or or invest more time in or just really enjoy more that I don't get to because I'm like working all the time Um, or like things Mm -hmm. like this podcast where this is like a huge like thing for the both of us to like invest this time in and – you know, taking chances with that, so it just like helps put things into perspective, and you know, make you think about what you actually care about in life and where you want to invest your time in, because we don't get a lot of it outside of work, unfortunately, um, because of the way this world functions.
1: Absolutely, yeah, I totally agree with that sentiment. Like, I I wish that I could quit my job or like even have like a part time job like if we were making mm. more income from the podcast cuz it is something that it's like yeah if i could have that be my full time job yeah absolutely like i would love that i would love that so much to make like two three episodes mm-hmm. a week if that was oh, my full time yeah. job like i would be happy to so yeah it's it's definitely really just a relatable story of wanting to change your life and even at our age, which I feel like we're stu- still so young, like t- being 25, like there are definitely th- still those feelings of like, damn, like I'm a nine to five job. I want to feel more joy in my life. I want to feel more passion yeah. in my life. And I also really like the theme of solo traveling. I feel like I've been seeing that a lot, um, especially like women taking solo trips, um, just because like, I feel like you've always been told like, oh, it's really dangerous Mm -hmm. to travel alone. But it can, it seems like it's like really fulfilling whenever I see people doing these like solo trips to just go wherever they want. Like you can go to that restaurant because no one else has to make that decision with you. And you can just go do your thing. You can make your own travel Mm -hmm. plan, stay where you want to stay. Like it does feel good to have that autonomy and to make those choices for yourself to have control over a thing you're doing.
0: Yeah. Like I said before, in twenty twenty two, we're conquering fears, we're taking chances, we're shooting shots. Yes. And we're finding more joy. More joy. Twenty twenty two. I've decided that for all of us. Uh so you all have yeah. to listen to me and you gotta do it.
1: <laughs> Wasn't like twenty twenty the year of like I don't know, twenty nineteen the year of what did what is the famous thing that Kylie Jenner said? Oh, I don't know. It's like the year of discovering – or the year of realizing Oh, yeah. It was. Realizing
0: things. I'm going to
1: realize things.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I hope that you all have a wonderful New Year's Eve and a wonderful new year. Um, looking forward to some very fun stuff that we have planned for next year. We didn't plan as much in this upcoming year as we did last year because we definitely got very ahead of ourselves with scheduling things like four months in advance so we're trying to take it a little easier <laughs> this time <laughs> yes but we do have a lot of really cool people yes. lined up
1: and some very awesome ideas in the works yeah and i just hope everyone has a really safe and fun new year's We love you all so, so much, and it's been a really great year for the pod, and we're so happy to have you guys just listen and enjoy what we're making. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Sending you all so much love, and we will see you in 2022. Whoa. I'm Mo. And I'm Christina, and our theme song is by Garrett Schmidt. Bye. Bye.